0: we go. And hello everyone, welcome to your main event of the evening. This is Vic Muscat's Evolution Podcast. This is the Anything Goes episode because you'll probably hear a lot of noise from a fridge being delivered that my charming wife did not pay attention in my schedule book. Just, Anyways, it's a long story. Uh-huh. This does have a six-minute time limit. He is not only a the rank He's the beast in the fitness world. And Mr. Golf Coast Brimstone is with us today. How are you doing today, sir?
1: Doing great, man. Uh, thank you for having me on.
0: Man, you are jacked. You, anyone <laughs> tell you I'm jacked?
1: Yeah, man, I, I hear it from time to time.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, your YouTube videos and your... It does not do justice. It's like, holy crap, what do you bench these days? 380, 420?
1: No, no. Actually, I really don't... Uh, I don't do a lot of heavy lifting actually anymore uh try to do more volume um as you get older uh too much heavy lifting will wreak havoc on your joints so um i move what i need to move i'll just put it that way
0: <laughs> so it's, kind of like, it's kind of like the old saying of the rocky balboa movie about how you can't go as strong or hard like you used to you have to be smarter you have to like think of other ways to yeah
1: beat your yeah i mean yeah it's just kind of a thing you know um you know your body gets beat up doing um, professional wrestling um um or just doing you know hard labor or anything you know? and, and when i was younger you know, i have worked out for years i've worked out since i was with weights since i was probably 14 years old but 14 is when i got my first weight bench so i worked out before then but um, I was young and dumb and, and didn't know what I was doing, you know. So I did a lot of stupid things with weights and uh, just as the years have gone on, you know, physical labor jobs and then, you know, you get into pro wrestling and everything, you know, your body just kind of gets a little bit beat up. But you learn to you learn to do things the right way. You learn it's like, OK, you know, there's times there's ways to build strength, but you don't necessarily have to, like, you know, load up 400 pounds every time you go to the gym you know so you know yeah but but yeah i stay in the gym, do a lot of different things you broke you you broke up there for a second Hold on, i'm not hearing you maybe it's not can you hear me
0: uh-oh
1: there we
0: go. There okay. we go. Okay. Yeah. I said, it's, it's funny. when I lived in Portland and when I lived in Las Vegas. If I had problems with my internet or anything like that, I call within an hour. In the sticks of Vermont, yeah. they just think that oh, what else? What can I be doing? So they'll take their yeah. time, and it's just like yeah. What can I, be doing? I have kids that like to watch Disney Network. You know, it's like
1: <laughs> yeah. I know exactly
0: what you mean. Out. Who doesn't understand why is like Mickey Mouse talking? It's Yeah. <laughs> so, what was the first match that you can recall of professional wrestling that you've watched?
1: The first match I remember watching of professional wrestling. And I remember it um, fairly clear, I'll say. For a, for a, I was probably three years old. And I remember my mom and dad. But wrestling on the TV, and I do remember that it was Hulk Hogan and Mister um, Wonderful Paul Orndorff. That that's who it was. I can't remember if it was just them or if there were multiple people in the match. That I can't remember. But I remember my dad, you know, asked me, "Do you like this? Is you know, it's pretty good? You know, we're going to watch this show. You know," and I, I remember thinking, you know, I, I don't know how well I communicated at three, but I remember saying, yeah, yeah, this is cool. I like this. And I may have been four. I just, I know I was three or four because we moved from where we were living when I was five. So I know it was, I was either three or four. But um, I remember him saying, well, you know, it's, it's uh, what they're doing right there. You know, I, I remember one of them suplexing, you know, bam the suplex I was like blown away he just picked him up over his head you know and he's like oh that, that's fake you know that's not real they, they're not not really doing it and I was like I just watched him pick him up over his head I mean <laughs> I was like hey, what do you mean they're not really doing it yeah and um so I didn't understand what what he meant and as I got older And even now, I'm a pro wrestler. I still don't know what people mean when they say that, because a lot of what we do is very real. Uh, You wouldn't be out with injuries Mm -hmm. if it was was fake, you know? But that's the first match I remember watching. Um, Like I said, was it a recorded match? I don't know. Was it a a tag team or just a one-on-one? I can't remember. But I remember Hulk Hogan wrestling Paul Orndor in a match, and... Uh, that was my first impression of professional wrestling.
0: Yeah, it's it's just funny when people say it's fake and stuff like that. I think I know people around here when they think of professional wrestling, they think of WWE. You know about the entertainment. Yeah. The, it's like yeah. so far from. but yeah, I think you have to go like like leave the area, go to an independent show to see. Oh the, yeah, see everything to understand more because I because those rings. Don't look safe. Actually, he's <laughs> like, "Geez, someone takes a slam and boom!" It's like, yeah.
1: Well, the, a lot of people don't realize, you know, what the ring is made of, and and I'll tell you, the ring is made of steel and wood, and you know, with a very very thin mat that that covers it, and that mat it's is. is typically is made of a hard foam. It's not a very, it's not a squishy, you know, it's not, not, it's not motion in your hands, um, Mm -hmm. most generally. And, uh, it's not very forgiving at all. Really the, the movement that you see in the ring is basically because, you know, you're looking at anywhere from a 16 to a 20 foot stretch that the steel structure is just, it's got given. Because it's so long, you know, you've got like a two-inch by two-inch square tubing, right? Every every couple feet that the wood is, laying. so it's it's got give because of that. But there's no springs, you know. It's not this big cushy rubber mat, you know, that you're falling on. uh You definitely. You, that's that's why you train professionally. That's why they, you know, you obviously don't try this at home, kids, because you train professionally on how to fall. And just because you train for years and years and years doesn't mean that you're going to fall how you should fall every time you're out there wrestling. I mean, it's, you know, you're doing your thing, you know, you got 200, 300 pound guys out there, you know, Smashing into each other. You know I mean, you're not always gonna land perfect.
0: <laughs> I would consider and I even when I was a kid, I always considered uh, wrestling. It isn't real, but it's like it's like a Vegas show, like, you know, it's like, yeah, it's not real, but the stunts behind it, mistakes can happen, injuries can happen. And yeah. that's what I consider wrestling. It's more it's a, it's a show of stuntmen. Exactly.
1: Yeah. It's a show. It's a show. Uh, Chris Jericho has said this. Uh, it's probably the best way that I've ever heard it been, been put. You know, basically, you know, I'm not, I can't quote him exactly, but basically he said, you know, fake is a very unfair term for professional wrestlers because he said, if it was fake, you know, my stuntman would go out and take the body slam for me. You know, if it was fake, the the chairs that we hit each other with would be made of rubber and not metal. You know, so yes, the the way he put it, I I thought was very good. Fake is very unfair. Very unfair terminology. Uh, But yeah, you know, we'll say all day long, we're putting on a show, or you might say scripted, or you might say, in some cases, choreographed. Uh, but not all matches are completely choreographed either, uh, which can be very good in many cases, can be bad in some cases. Just depends on the talent. Um, but yeah, it's a show. Uh, might have a predetermined outcome, but it's it's very uh, very physical, very physical.
0: Well, these days, the way professional sports is, I mean, it sounds like a lot of games have a predetermined outcome. But that's just I mean.
1: Hey, ask any professional wrestler when they watch a lot of other sports whether they thought it was uh, rigged or not. <laughs> any, anyway, <laughs> we might not want to go there, huh? <laughs> but, <laughs> it's tell, all about tell, money, money.
0: Tell us about the day, though, that you decided to become a professional wrestler, that you decided to sign the papers, so like, I'm in.
1: Well... um, I was um, 26 or 27 when I actually decided to become professional wrestler. And it's kind of a long story. Um, So I was 26, 27 years old when I finally jumped in and did it. But let's back up a minute and lead up to that. Uh, I hurt my back playing football when I was 16, and I don't know whether it was actually the playing of the football or the workout routines that we were doing, uh, combination of both. My back went out. I was 16. That bothered me. It was a continuous, just you know, re-injure, re-injure kind of thing over and over again for years. When I was uh, 18, I tried out for a local professional wrestling company. I did a little tryout. You know, they let you come do a tryout for free, get in the ring, work on some basic stuff. And then at the end of it, they're like, "Well, if you really want to do this, this is how much it's going to cost." Blah blah blah, yada yada. They're like, "But you got things you need to work on before you know let you get back in here because there's a few things you can't do. This you can't do that." You know, I couldn't even I couldn't even cut a front flip back. Couldn't do it. I wasn't crazy to think I wasn't athletic enough to just jump and flip and land on my back. Um, Among other things you know I wasn't strong enough to body slam someone my size even though I worked out and, and all this but I had issues with my back still and ultimately decided you know I just don't think I'm going to be able to do this because of this back issue that I've got. I don't know what's going on with it and all this. But throughout the years, as time went on, you know, I got bigger. I got stronger. I continued to work out. Worked a hard physical labor job and shipbuilding, Still do. Um, and eventually, I had injured my back so bad... That I was walking sideways into work one day. I mean, I was like leaning over like oh, I couldn't even stand up straight. Um, so I went and got physical therapy, uh, chiropractor. Um, completely stepped away from any kind of like you know, heavy weight routine. Uh, um, picked up some some books that actually had a workout routine. No, I mean, I guess you'd say it was designed for women. It was—that's that, what it was in the book. It was
0: it to women. I don't the but I got the guy right here. So hold on one go second. Ahead. Do
1: your thing. I might do your thing.
0: All right. While I go take care of the fridge guy, you can plug whatever you like. Talk about there whatever. There like.
1: Cool. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, Vic's gonna take a break, y'all. So Vic's taking a break. He's got something. He's got to handle some business. So while I'm sitting here, I'll try to keep your attention. Uh, you see, I've got this Brimstone Superfist coffee mug right here, right? I've also got this tank figure right here. It says Brimstone Baby. It says Running Wild on the back. You can go to brimstone-baby.creator-spring.com and you can get a lot of Brimstone merchandise there. Like I said, I've got t-shirts, I've got tank tops, I've got coffee mugs, there's leggings, hoodies, there's socks. Uh, I've got a few different designs that you can pick from, choose from. There's multiple colors, you know, white shirts, black shirts, blue shirts. Uh, there's kids' shirts, there's, uh, women's tees, um, all kind of different things there. Also, um, while I'm here, I would like to thank a couple of my sponsors. A1 Tire Store uh, in Mobile, Alabama. If you're ever running through Mobile, Alabama and you need some mechanic work done or you need some tires, A1 Tire Store off Mofford Road in Mobile, Alabama is the place to go. Also, I'd like to plug up another sponsor, Gamers and Geeks. You can go to gamersandgeeks.com. You can check out all kinds of stuff they got. They got a multitude of gaming. They, they Anything and everything you want gaming-related, they've got it. They're also located in Mobile off off the road, so if you're not from the area, you can still check out the website and check out all kinds of things. they got all kinds of goodies and tournaments and stuff that you can enter, different things for sale, so uh, check out gamersandgeeks.com. If you're in the area, check out A1 Tire Store, and one more time, I'm going to plug the merchandise website, Vic, and that's brimstone-baby.creator-spring.com. All right. <laughs> I,
0: think we, I think we did like Brimstone's Evolution podcast with Vic Muscat now, but that's all right. That's
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> so we talked about uh people saying that wrestling's fake and yeah. But people that say oh. that know that wrestling is like more real than fake, but it's unnecessarily unsafe. What would you have to say about that?
1: that Unne- unnecessarily unsafe.
0: Like I like, kind of like um That's kind of like, you know, there's no point of wrestling. You know, you go upside down, you do flips, you hurt yourself. People are working for, like, hot dogs or, like, $20 per show. What's the point of going through all that when you're not making big bucks?
1: Well, I think it's um, in any form of entertainment and in any form of athletic competition, you start at the bottom and then you work your way up. So, you know, whether you're making 20 bucks, you know, hot dogs, whatever, you know, someone who's acting, they might not get paid for the first acting gig either. You know, hey, we want you to come do this commercial and we'll see how you do kind of thing. It happens. Well, they might only get 20 bucks, you know. Um, Same thing with athletics. You think about how many people play football or basketball. Look how many years they played it before they ever got paid. Right, eight years plus a decade. So you really think about it. They're doing it for free. They're doing it for the fun of it, for the love of it, in hopes that they eventually get to that point where they make that big payday. Wrestling's no different. You do it because you love it, and you do it because you hope that eventually someone who pays those big bucks will eventually see you and say, "Hey, this guy or this gal has potential to make big money." For our company, so let's so hire them and pay them, so that's where that comes into, but I will say this, I will say this, um, you know, back when I got started, you know, I did it for a while with making no money, uh, no profit, anything like that for a pretty good while, um, but I did it because I loved it and early on i didn't think i would ever really go anywhere or or be able to really make any money at it and partly because i didn't know how my back was going to do you know going back to that real quick you know eventually i got to the point after going through physical therapy and everything my back felt 100 percent felt great better than i'd felt since i was 16 and that's when i decided you know what if i'm going to do this I went to a local show and i said i went to an indie show if i'm going to do it now at the time because i feel the best i've felt in 10 years and if i'm going to ever be able to do it it's going to be now even if it's just locally and independent on, on, a, on a show right here i can say i lived the dream and i did it so that's kind of the thing going back where you're talking about you know you doing it for 20 bucks or a hot dog and a handshake you're doing it because you're living a dream I mean, that's how I started out. I'm living a dream. I never thought I'd be able to be a professional wrestler. And then here I am in my late 20s, I was in my late 20s, finally actually being able to to do that. And it kind of blew my mind because I was like, wow, I'd given up on this dream years ago. But an opportunity finally presented itself. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to jump on it and we'll see where that ride takes me and i'm not going to sit here and say that i make big money doing what i do now but at least i can make some money doing it you know so and and it's still satisfying it's still fun um yeah so that that's how i look at it that's my opinion
0: i see where you're coming from it's like podcasting for me i don't get paid and it's like i have one sponsor that pays for like monthly zoom and for you know odds and ends going but other than that, it's but most of the time, it's me putting money into it. But I enjoy it. Yeah. I loved Russia exactly. when I was a kid. Yeah. I tried to work at WWF back then. They told me to go away.
1: And
0: <laughs> As they do like, many
1: people, right?
0: <laughs> at least I wasn't cut. That's, that's another there story. <laughs> I'm just enjoying the ride. And I think that's the same thing with you. You're just enjoying the ride, enjoying the yeah. experience.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you 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 do you make the most out of it, you know. You have fun doing it, and anything it is, anything you do.
0: So, what is the worst paying gig that you've ever done?
1: Say what? Say again.
0: The worst paying gig you've ever done, like like you went to wrestle and it was the the pay was shit. What was the worst?
1: Well, I mean, nothing. I I didn't get paid anything for the first. Two to three years doing this I'm not gonna lie, so zero <laughs> you
0: know zero is better than i've heard stories about people getting paid hot dogs and they say yeah the hot dogs you tell her from last week and so it's like well geez. i mean
1: it, at least they got to eat right you know <laughs> <laughs> the
0: um they didn't even say they got poisoned or not so <laughs> yeah
1: i mean it you know you know, the, what I would say would be worse is, you know, I, w- I knew though, on those shows, I knew going in that I wasn't getting paid. Right. So, and, and at the time I was okay with it because I felt like, well, you know, for whatever reason, I was just like, well, I'm, I'm happy to be here, happy to be doing it. I guess you could also say, it may sound like a big head or something like that, but you, you don't always know your worth, especially being new and green, you know, to something, even if you're good, you know, might, you might not know what you worth. you know, because you don't know, you're new to the business, you know. You might have a bunch of people over here saying, Oh man, you're really good. You're gonna go somewhere, and then you got another group over here saying, Oh man, you got a lot to learn, man. I mean, that's okay, you're okay, you know. So you really don't know where you fall, what you're worth. You go somewhere and say, Okay, well, uh, you know, what do I ask for? Do I ask for twenty bucks? Do I ask for forty? Do I ask for fifty? You know, is there somebody who can ask for hundred, you know. You don't you don't you know, you don't know. So at least I can say I knew beforehand. I wasn't gonna get paid. I think it would be much worse if you've agreed you know, with a promoter a set price in advance. Uh, this is my fee, and they're like, Okay, cool, yeah, we'll book you. And then you show up and you wrestle, and then at the end of the show they're like, Oh man, we didn't have a good house tonight. You know, I think that's worse than you know, going in knowing you might not get much or you might not get paid then at the end of the show you're expecting to get whatever it is and now oh you're going to get half or you're not going to get anything uh because all right. uh, we had we had some you know brought a guy in from TV and you know he's got to get his you know one of those things
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah as long as they're honest with you and communications open that's all you've been asked for right
1: yeah but yeah, exactly. Yeah, probably. Yeah, they, exactly. But we can't, man, I really can't afford to pay you that. Just saying, it's like, all right, well let's, let's negotiate something. Maybe you can, you know, look in for two or three shows and we can we can work out a deal where, you know, maybe you pay me less for the first two, you pay me more in third. And there's all kinds of ways to work out something where everyone's happy, you know, where, you know, the promoter's not paying an arm and a leg for, an independent talent that he doesn't know if they're going to draw or not. And likewise, that independent talent still makes a little something off of his work that he's putting forth. You know, there's all kinds of ways to negotiate and a lot of people are, are not good at it.
0: <laughs> yeah. The whole like handshake agreement doesn't exist anymore. Very few people will still believe it. It's like, you get handshakes, say like, yes, you'll be in the R, so such money. You do your job and then it's like, well, the draw wasn't as big as we thought. Who cares? You agreed to this. Pay you. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. what the? You should have told me this before.
1: Yeah. In in my opinion, this is just my opinion. I've never been a promoter, so I can't, you know, say I've been in those shoes. So I'm not. I'm not knocking any promoter out there because I've never had to promote a show from from that aspect, right? So I don't want my words to be, you know, taken the wrong way, so to speak. But just in my opinion, if, if you're planning on running a show in professional wrestling, well, you should have money already in order to pay your locker room, what you've agreed to pay them, regardless of what the turnout is, right? right? If you're, if you're booking X amount of talent and you know, all right, well, these are my top people. Using my mid card, using my you know, bottom people, whatever I've got, you know, X amount of money that's going to b- need to be paid out to make sure everybody pays. What we've agreed upon, uh, you should already have that before, before you run the show. And i mean, not hating on anybody. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, I've never been in those shoes. But in just my opinion, I just feel like, well, if you don't have the money. Put out or show, maybe you shouldn't be running a show.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and you here you are hearing the WWE is cutting all these people, and they just cut another like dozen or so the other night. You're just like, wait a sec, you're worth a you're a billion dollar company. Why are you making all these cuts? And just saying, well, it's budget issues, and you know, you know that's full of shit.
1: That's crazy to me. I don't, yeah, I don't know what's going on there. Um, I'm, you know, like I said, I've never been part of a, a platform that's big like that, you know? Um, you know, I, I applied for the WWE you know, Performance Center and never even got so much as an email or anything, and you know, no response. So I don't, you know, I don't know anything about how they uh, operate. Um, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. Don't get me wrong; some of the people that they have released, I think you could look at it and say, "Well, they're a good talent. They're really good wrestlers. Maybe they have great characters." But are they people that are actually bringing in? Uh, you know, well, they obviously, here recently they, they haven't had crowds until recently, so you can't say oh, are they putting asses in seats. Um, but you know, would they be putting asses in seats? Would they be selling tickets? merely because they're there? I don't know. Not all of them. I mean, some of them, yeah. But not all of them. Um, all of them are great talents. I, I, in my opinion, they would have never been there if they weren't talented. I mean, in just my opinion, just just to make it there, you've got talent just to make it there, in my opinion, regardless of whether their product is necessarily as good as what it once was or, or whatever. Um, you don't get there without having some some kind of talent in the the business of wrestling. So it's not that they're not talented. I just, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing right now. I think they're definitely in the process of doing some things uh, over the next year or two. You're probably going to see a lot of different things from WWE, is my anticipation. Um, Maybe they just don't have a, grip on the market like they used to maybe a lot of these other companies that are popping up you know people are wanting a variety i think they know that i think they realize that people are going to watch the other programs and is it going to hurt them that much to let some of these people go majority of them probably not however there are a few that we're already seeing. You know, uh, Alistair Black is definitely one. I think they would definitely – they will regret that that they let him go. Um, Ray Wyatt. Ray Wyatt will will definitely be one they, I think, regret. Obviously, they'll regret letting him go. But at the same time, they, they never used him really to his potential. They never really did. He could have been – he really, in my opinion, he could have been the next Undertaker. He could have been oh, that next guy that was really just just like the undertaker They'd come out there and do the things like undertaker did but it just was never booked that way and but you know there's a good possibility for him uh he could end up in hollywood he might not yeah. even see him in wrestling again he may end up in hollywood i mean he's got the potential to think about what he could do behind the camera i mean i'm sure uh, i wouldn't i wouldn't be shocked if, if bray ended up in hollywood and, and not in a wrestling company he has the talent
0: definitely definitely
1: he's creative i mean he may be doing some rob zombie movies you never know
0: <laughs> i mean when the theme came out that was probably the first character in wwe in a while that actually got my attention I mean, because it was different. Yeah, different scared the shit out of me. I saw Seth Rollins do five curve stomps on He kicked down on one. Then the next pay-per-view Goldberg, one spear. That's it. Yeah. It's like terrible
1: terrible booking.
0: Yeah. What's it? What the hell? It's like, yeah. Yeah, it's just,
1: don't get me wrong. I have nothing against Goldberg. I'm a Goldberg fan. Yeah. But they haven't, they didn't use him in a way that made sense right he just every time he shows up it's a title shot I get it he's got clout he's got name he's 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 a BMF right Goldberg's a bad motherfucker but you know they just they didn't use him right and what they did with him and the fiend it it didn't make sense after they'd already built the fiend up like you said to be some unstoppable monster okay well and now okay I get it. The The ultimate goal was you make Goldberg look unstoppable again because he beat the unstoppable Fiend. And then he's going to end up dropping the belt to Roman Reigns, was the goal. So now Roman Reigns looks unstoppable because he beat Goldberg. And people will be pissed at Goldberg because he beat the Fiend. And they were. So then they'll like Roman Reigns again. Right? They were still trying to, to, to push Roman Reigns as, as the babyface. But you know, I think what they ultimately ended up doing, um, you know, Reigns took off for the because he wanted to make sure he was good with the coronavirus and everything. I understand that, you know, he's got, you know, in, you know community comp- compromised with his uh, leukemia history. So I understand, you know, why he took time off and it was the best thing for him because coming back as a heel, look at him now, he's doing great. But what did it ultimately do for Bray Wyatt, you know, he went in there, you know he he eventually, yeah, he came back, did you know, did some things before Roman came back, but and then the thing with Randy Orton, I don't know. I don't understand that booking either. Don't get me wrong, I'm mean, a huge Randy Orton fan. But yeah my personal opinion, yeah, he should have lost at WrestleMania. <laughs> but obviously obviously I think even back then there was already something going on in the office for them to make that decision back then to ultimately have him lose to Randy and uh so this is something I think has been going on behind the scenes for a while they just haven't been on the same page for a while and it happens it it happens you know with, with with in wrestling you know you know, Brimstone is my character. I'm Brimstone. This is me. So, yeah, you know, I don't want to do things that would necessarily not fit my character, so to speak, if that makes sense. You know, you want it to make sense for you and make sense for the company and the story you're trying to build. So, obviously, and Bray was not happy with what they were doing.
0: It feels like some people don't even try anymore. It's like I was watching your matches on YouTube, and you have like Brimstone versus Mustang Mike. It's like Brimstone's like badass, you know. Is it like Mustang Mike? It's like, that's like did are you try for a name? You're just like, here's the other putting you down, Mustang Mike. Okay, we are about to get your ass kicked by Brimstone.
1: <laughs> hey, look, man. You got you got to look up Mustang Mike, baby, man. Let me tell you. Dude, Mustang Mike is legit. 26, oh, yeah. 26 year veteran. 26 year veteran man and still still jacked, you know. I mean, and you can see in the video, I mean, it's, you know, uh he's in he's in tremendous shape. To yeah. be, he's in his 50s and still going. You know, utmost respect for him. But I mean, I I think what you're saying is the promotion of the match. Yeah, so, it's see, like no,
0: I think- it's like he's an outstanding talent. He's like a great athlete. It's just the name was like, we're really, like oh, yeah. better name than Mustang Mike. I like, get right, it's been around well, for twenty six years. Maybe back then it was like Stone Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Hey, I am not gonna knock him. I'll say that uh, it was great working with him. Uh, uh, he you know he's. In, in, as far as independent wrestling goes, he's one of the top-notch guys. One of the best guys I've ever been in the ring with. And i have only working the one match. And it was – I felt phenomenal working him. It was easy. You know, we you know, we talked about briefly a few ideas what we wanted to do. We just went out there and we just talked it out. You know, we just talked, you know, half of it was on the fly. Just, yeah, this will work. Never been in the ring with him before and um that's that's how you know somebody really knows what they're doing so um as far as the name goes i mean
0: God. i just bust balls yeah. <laughs> that's all I-
1: <laughs> no 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 comment for me because i'm a fan of his so you know he he's part of the, the boom nation you know his mustang mike boom you know so which which he and i have talked about you know hopefully one day uh yeah well we'd like to do a tag team because uh you know boom is his catchphrase and moniker right and you know he's like this superhero like character and you know i come across as as like you said a lot of people i come across as a a badass but but in a lot of ways a lot of the kids will kind of see me you know as that superhero like character as well i'm just kind of rough around the edges because, you know, my my finish move is a super fist, right? Excuse me. <clears throat> you know, so this this super fist right here, you know, the kids really dig that. And so when I'm in the ring, a lot of times, you know, I, I've hit them with a suplex or something, now I've set them up for this finish move, you know, I'm standing here, I got my hand held out, and I'm, I'm slamming the, like, like uh, you know, slamming the hammer down kind of thing, right? Laying the hammer down. I'm doing this while I'm waiting on him to get up and and I'll say boom boom right so it kind of goes along with what he does I never said any other time but at the same time it would work you know really cool we had that idea we were supposed to do something like that but I got injured and wasn't able to to uh make that show but we're going to be doing some tag teaming. I think we still will in the future.
0: Uh, so
1: anyway, we'll By the
0: way, where did you get that that nice mug you have? Where do you get that mug?
1: This mug right here?
0: That mug right there, that nice little mug right there. Where did Man, you get this it?
1: mug right here, you get this at brimstone-baby.creator-spring.com. That's so where they, you get that.
0: If anyone wants to be as cool as Brimstone, that's
1: right. Get... This thing right here get you a coffee mug. Look, there's I've got three. Yeah, I've got three different designs on the coffee mugs. I've got a picture of me on the coffee mug, and I also have a picture of me as a cartoon on a coffee mug. And they come in about two or three different colors. So you got black, you got blue, and I can't remember the other color. I think yellow. No, maybe red. Maybe even red. So. So yeah, gotta get your birth. you mm-hmm. merged.
0: you And you can also get a mug for every day of the week if you like.
1: That's right. <laughs> do it.
0: So, what do you think wrestling needs to do to generate more fans after this COVID area?
1: <sighs> I think, um, man, that's a that's a broad question. I I just think that that
0: more interaction like more like you know opportunities to meet the wrestlers or
1: that's a very good point it's a very valid point I, I, I do think that variety needs to be the goal of every show variety I think what wrestling needs to do To branch out to broader audiences is you have to make them believe again in a way. Take, for instance, you know, when Stone Cold Steve Austin was on his hot run in the late 90s, a lot of people really believed that he was going out there and whipping people's ass everywhere. A lot of people believe it. he really didn't give a shit about anything that was going on he was like i'm gonna go out here i'm gonna whip this guy's ass and i'm gonna win this championship because i'm the baddest motherfucker on the planet you know i mean and people believed it because he made it look believable and you got something different every show and it was a wide variety of things on every show back then whether you watched uh, wcw or when you watched wwf back then as it was you got a variety of different things and i think what you see nowadays is it's it's a lot of the same old same old um the shows are not as much of a variety in terms of the types of matches and you see this on the independent shows as well we just have Singles match, singles match, tag team match, singles match, singles match. All right, well, next month or in two weeks, we're going to be so-and-so, and we've got a singles match, a singles match, a tag team match, a singles match, and a singles match. Right? Okay. Well, well, what? Well, other than the story that you're telling with your you know, competitors and your talent, what are you doing to try and draw people in? Well, I mean, you, you know, are going to, you know, maybe next week we'll have a triple threat, you know, and that, you know, sometimes the only variety you see is, oh, we're going to do a battle royal. We're going to do a battle royal. You know, and then two months from now, we're going to do another battle royal. It's like, it's not creative. People are just not creative anymore. It's like, you know, people want to see some different things. Don't get me wrong. The basics of wrestling should still be there these singles matches singles you know competitions trying to earn a spot shot at a championship it's it's wrestling so it's still a show based around that and, you know yes it's entertainment but don't lose the basics but give them a little bit of something here and there throughout the show at every show you know you don't have to have a steel gauge match every month you don't have to have a ladder match every month but You know, it's not too far-fetched to do some type of, just something a little different, right? Right. There may not be, maybe you throw a different type of stipulation out there, you know, just do something a little different, mix it up a little bit. I think being creative is just a big thing about it. You've got to be creative. That's with, with all wrestling, TV, independent, whatever, just being creative is going to draw... More people in when they hear, man, you should have seen what they did at this show that I haven't seen before. Or I haven't seen this in a long time. You know? Um, and and build a story through long term storytelling. That way, when the people get drawn in into that story, they want to see the outcome. And that'll keep them coming. So, yeah, you, you know, you got to hook them and reel them in. Right. So that's what I think. You just need to see more on that people aren't they're just throwing together matches. This will be a good match. And it probably will be a good match. Not saying that these two people, these two girls, or, or these two guys won't put on a good match, but why are they having the match? Remember to tell them why they're having the match and, and make it make sense. You know, think of it this way
0: no, I know what
1: professional wrestling used to be very similar to what you get with mixed martial arts right now in a ring so and much like boxing you had ranked opponents and these ranked opponents fought each other and they worked their way up to a title shot and you just don't see much of that anymore you just See, all right, well, here's a feud between the champion and this guy, and when it's over, we're going to give you a title shot. You've had some good matches here and there. But, you know, who'd, who'd you beat? Where were they ranked? There's no, you know, I'm not saying you got to have a specific ranking system, so to speak, but but wins and losses, I think, should matter, and they don't always matter in today's world of wrestling. We all know that. You know I mean, it ain't um,
0: that it applies, but there's flaws in their system
1: yeah well because at the end of the day wrestling is also a popularity contest let's be real I mean you know John Cena comes back after not being there over a year he's the most popular face in wrestling right now so what are you gonna do he's gonna be in the top spot because what else you gonna do is it gonna make sense say sorry John we know you're a 16time champion and you were the face of the company for a decade and a half but yeah we're going to make you start at the bottom no you're not going to do that you know so you know you it's it's difficult it's difficult when it when it when you think about it you know they're wwe's a huge company they've been around forever man been around a long time i mean they've you know gotten sponsors just paying them bukus of money when they're putting that much money into their product, they're like, hey, you know, we're we have a little bit of say so over, you know, the, the money that we're investing in your company. So there you got a lot of different things that they're dealing with that other companies don't have also. They're having to make people happy. If if you get what I mean, you know, it's like there's people you gotta make happy. Any any business that you run, if you've got investors You've got to make sure your investors are happy, or they're going to pull their money out. Right? That's any business. So, right. so yeah. So you got to remember, it's it's still a business, even at the independent level. It's still a business. So you still have to run it like a business, but it's it's an entertainment business and it's also athletic competition. So it's a lot of things rolled into one. Um, the wrestling world is 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 not a cakewalk, plain and simple. Uh, so the thing I would say is. You know, you want to try and draw more fans in. Uh, I would say make sure you have a variety of things. Be creative, but don't lose the wrestling. The wrestling shouldn't be lost. Um, me personally, I like I like when they bring you know uh, talent in from crossover sports I thought athletics. I for me, that's entertaining. You know. A lot of people don't dig it, but I, I'm into it. You know, like when they had uh, Tyson Fury come in and, and do his thing against uh, Braun Strowman. I, I like that. I thought that was cool. A lot of people shit on it, but I liked it. But that kind of stuff entertains me um, because it made a variety in the show. You know, you still had your your solid wrestling matches, and then you had a little bit of a flash of entertainment. He's a real athlete. Right, he's not just an actor that's coming in doing something. He's a he's a legitimate athlete, world heavyweight boxing champion. You know, um, he's not like or anything. Yeah, you know, so that kind of stuff, I I'm into. And I think that more of that might you know help the product. In my opinion, just just my opinion.
0: So you're all for the, uh, the what impact and AEW is doing, opening the forbidden door. Compare what WWE is doing. Like yeah, that. absolutely, yeah.
1: I think you generate you generate people you generate interest. Oh really? These two companies are gonna work together. Even if what they did was unsuccessful, they got someone to watch it at least for a brief period of time, right? You know? Yeah. You you still get eyes on it. So it's it's definitely uh in my opinion, it's a great idea. I think more companies should work together, even especially at the independent level. The independent level, you've got a ton of independent companies out there. Every town you go to now, it seems like has an independent wrestling company or more than one, right? So so the market, so to speak, is just oversaturated with all these different promoters and a lot of them, you know, they're, they may be drawing in, you know, hundred people. Or less in some cases, and then sometimes they might make it two hundred people or less. Um, just imagine if you know those four companies that were in the four counties all next to each other, if they decided to actually work together. Well, then all of a sudden, instead of having a hundred people at four different shows, you've got four hundred people at one show, and then you grow that five, six hundred, eight hundred. You know if more people work together you could definitely uh, get some bigger crowds as well but you know everybody wants their piece of the pie (laughs) so
0: yeah it's all about wrestling it's not about anything it's like the forbidden door opening up finally people are in for wrestling not just for impact or aew but yeah wrestling wrestling yeah Because there's been some episodes where I never got along with my guests at all because of political differences, but (laughs) it was because of wrestling. We talked and good hour and everything. And I would point out it's not all about just because you don't agree with something or someone, this doesn't mean you just shut them out and say, you know, fuck you, you know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no. No, there's there's always a there's always a way to look at any situation as a win win. You know, how can we both? come out good from a situation rather than one comes out good and one doesn't
0: yeah what would be, if you could wrestle at any promotion of your choice where would it be right now right now this is like everyone throws a contract in front of you i don't want to say like well i picked wwe because of, no it's like everyone puts a contract in front of you which one would you sign
1: So, so you're saying, uh, money aside, it's the same offer, but who would I choose kind of thing?
0: It's just like, it's like brimstone. We want to make you into our world champion, same offer, same money, same years, just like you have just the big boys, like NXT, AEW.
1: Um, honestly, honestly, um. Yeah, that's a tough one because I'm not gonna lie. I've always been a WWE fan and a WWE guy. Right. I've always watched their product and liked their product for the most for the most, part, for the most part. Yeah. But I would say probably probably AEW. I would probably sign with AEW if I had that option. Yeah. Um, if you know, like you said, the deal was the same deal, I would probably sign with AEW for the mere fact that i think aew would let me be brimstone whereas i know if i went to wwe i wouldn't be brimstone i'd be whatever generic name they gave me you know i'd, I'd be
0: brimstone. this is why i think brimstone should be
1: yeah yeah exactly um you know aew might say well this is what you're going to do and this is how we want to use you but at least i could still be my character, you know, I wouldn't have to come in and play the role or play the part of a different character. At least it seems that way. It feels like they give a little more freedom to the character that people want to be themselves rather than this is what you're going to do and how you're going to do it kind of thing. It, it appears to be in WWE. I mean, whether that's really the case or not, I don't know because I've never worked for either one of them, but that's my perception at least. I would choose AEW. I feel like um, I would love to have a match with Cody Rhodes. I'd love to have a match with Chris Jericho, um, John Moxley. I mean, honestly, any, any of those guys there. I mean, you just start, you start naming a roster, and I feel like I could match up well with a lot of those guys. Even though they're a lot more experienced than me, uh, I feel like I could work some good matches with them. Um, definitely. Uh, I think could do some interesting things uh, that I could do there. I'm not saying I couldn't in WWE, but uh, just how I feel.
0: I think with WWE, you and I have the same train of thought. It's like we grew up being WWE guys, and it's just heartbreaking seeing the way the hiccups and the Form writing and everything—it's more heartbreaking than anything else because they have so much potential, so much great talent, and they're just—they smoke, by the way.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, you know the way they way they do things. I don't, you know, I don't understand it. I don't know. Yeah, I still like some things about. Don't get me wrong, you know. I still like what they're <clears throat> excuse. Me, I still like what they're doing with Roman Reigns and and. You know, the main event scene with him, I still like that. I like what they've done with Drew McIntyre over the last couple of years, Uh, really since he came back to the company, even in NXT, and then moving to the main roster. I feel like they've done Drew very well Um, overall. I like that Bobby Lashley is WWE Champion, finally. I like that he's with MVP. Uh, I felt like that was when he was a TNA, and he was an MVP, and he was TNA World Champion, and he was also fighting in Bellator. I mean, man, that was that was his peak for sure. Uh, he's a bad dude, man. He's, he was fighting in Bellator and winning. I don't think he lost in Bellator. I think he went undefeated, like three or four and oh in Bellator. Uh, yeah, should have true. been there. Should have been their champion. But they decided instead of giving him a title shot, they decided to do some kind of tournament. And, and he, he moved um, moved away from them. And TNA, I think that's when he came back to WWE. But i um, not sure if that timing is right. I may be wrong on that. But um, uh, I've met Bobby before. And, man, super cool dude. Uh, really down to earth. Um, just, just so cool. He took the time to uh, sit in the locker room, talk with me briefly. Um, we talked a little bit about wrestling, a little bit about MMA. Um, just really cool, which I got a picture with him, but I didn't, (laughs) but, uh, those are the things that I like about WWE. I like Bianca Belair. I think that, you know, what they've done with her has been good. Uh, so they've, they've had some good stuff, but I feel like they've definitely been inconsistent. Um. Randy Orton, I felt like, has been on fire for the last couple of years. I mean, he's been the best Randy Orton we've seen. I like Edge being bad. There's a lot of WWE that I like. Um, I guess it's just all the things in between. You know, they, you know, it's like their shows are a bunch of big flips from time to time, but they're not doing anything in between that makes sense to them how or why they're doing the flips, if that makes sense. You know, yeah, the flip's cool. Oh, that that move was cool. But, you know, what did you do? Why did he let you do it? Because you didn't really do anything. You know, you see matches like that sometimes where they do a lot of cool acrobatic stuff, but there's no psychology. Sometimes I watch the WWE's show as a whole, and it's like, okay, well, they had some good points in the show that were entertaining that I really liked. But I you know maybe it was just pieced together funny or didn't anywhere well, which I don't know, who, who am I? What do I know? <laughs> Is this that- oh sound went out again. I didn't hear your question. I don't know if it's me or you. Uh.
0: Here we go. It's a hiccup.
1: Okay. okay. Here you know. there go. There we go.
0: What does the future
1: hold for Brimstone? Oh, gosh. Well, you know, I don't know what it holds. But what I hope that the future holds, I'll say this. Um, I'm on a little bit of a break right now with wrestling. You know, i got a couple little minor injuries i'm just taking some time off letting them heal um you know, not sure how long it's going to be but shouldn't be too long i'm going to take as much time as i need to make sure that i'm 100 percent. and i think you know for me i really want to travel more uh i've wrestled in florida alabama mississippi Tennessee and Texas, Uh, because of my injuries, I had to turn down another Texas opportunity. Um, I wanted to reach out to a couple places in Louisiana because they had started back up, and I didn't reach out to them because uh, of the injuries. I was like, well, I don't want to reach out to them because I don't know when I'll be ready. also um had um, talked to someone about debuting in georgia and then making a loop through tennessee had to cancel all of that as well uh, but i'm you know when i get healthy i'll definitely be be back in all those places but um want to do some more stuff in florida um uh, got some contacts people i want to contact like i said i just got several places I want to contact that I'm just kind of waiting because I don't want to, you know, call them and be like, hey, i want going to come work for you, but I just don't know when because it's kind of a pointless phone call, you know, um, or pointless message, you know, but um, definitely want to do more traveling. You know, I want to go a little deeper into Texas. Right now it's just in Houston. want to go deeper into Texas. I uh, want to go deeper into Florida and just the Panhandle. And uh, like I said, I've got, you know, contacts, uh, in other areas in Florida, um, still plan on wrestling locally. You know, local for me is, uh, South Alabama and South Mississippi still plan on wrestling locally, but probably just not quite as much, uh, when I do make my return, I'm not going to be, you know, every single week, you know, right here, like I have been in the past. Um, definitely gonna travel more, um, and just any opportunity with wrestling that, that comes along that, I, like I said, uh, that I feel like is an opportunity. Uh, not every booking is a good booking, <laughs> so uh, you know I'm looking for the best opportunities for me to you know showcase my talents and what I can do, um, and. Also, I'm looking at, you know, things, other ways I can make money besides just wrestling. I want to, I want to build the brimstone name, right? You know, brimstone is something I created on a video game when I was a kid, right? <laughs> so, huh? no, go ahead. Okay. Um, so it's just, I want to build the brimstone name and, uh I'm actually in the process right now. Uh, I want to start doing more with my YouTube channel. Like you said, I haven't really done much with it because I'm not very good with computers. So I'm trying to get better with computers, learn how to do more with it so that I can be a little more successful in that area and uh, maybe, you know, maybe start the TikTok thing. Maybe, you know, post post some of my videos there and, and on YouTube and then hopefully I can, you know, make something happen with that. And I'm also, I'm building wine racks. Got some wine racks that I've been uh, building, little wall mount wine racks, the bottles sit in the top and the glasses hang on the bottom. Nice. So, you know, those are things that I'm looking at. Okay, well, you know, if I can branch out in different areas, that that's a way for me to you know make a living and make money off this character that I'm building as, as brimstone. And wrestling is going to be the, the foundation of everything so wrestling is going to be something that i continue to be a part of probably for the rest of my life (laughs) you know uh whether i'm not i'm obviously not going to be physically capable of wrestling physically you know forever but still you know it's it's something that i'm hoping um can can help me you know expand my name so to speak and um that's, that's kind of how I look at the future right now. you know I want to continue to wrestle and travel more, get my name out there. If a big company um, you know comes calling and they're like, hey, we want to use you? Sweet jackpot. you know like I said, living the dream again. Um, but I know that the odds are not the odds are never in anyone's favor, right? So I'm just looking at you know building the brimstone name through wrestling and hopefully it will help me um do some other things outside of it like i said building the wine racks because my ultimate goal ultimate goal there is i build the wine racks and then eventually i'd like to have my own brand of wine right and um eventually
0: Uh, you good yeah i got i got one. please plug your stuff again for one last time for people okay
1: yeah not a problem not a problem all right, <laughs> All right. So um, ladies and gentlemen, once again, let's see, maybe you can see this. Maybe you can see this on the screen. Let's see if we can hold that up to to the screen. Can you see that there? Brimstone-baby.creator-spring.com. So I'll say that one more time. Brimstone-baby.creator-spring.com. And Brimstone is spelled B R Y M s-t-o-n-e and uh, that's where you can find my merchandise um uh, it'll ship directly to your house um like i said coffee mugs got the super fist coffee mugs if you're wondering what the super fist is you don't know who i am uh the super fist is my finishing move and uh, it's the best version of that uh that that punch that you've ever seen <laughs> Anyway, um, I'm also building wine racks now, and I'll have something posted very soon on my social media. You can find me on Facebook. Uh, My like page is Real Brimstone, at Real Brimstone. On my like page, uh, you can find Brimstone on Facebook. On my regular Brimstone page, which is Brim, B R Y M, Stone, S T O N E, two separate names. And I'm also on Instagram at Brimstone Again, brimstone spelled with a Y, -Y B-R-Y-M-S-T-O-N-E. So you can find me in all those locations. I do have a YouTube channel as well. Same thing, brimstone, B-R-Y-M-S-T-O-N-E. And uh, not much to it yet, but there will be. So be sure to subscribe because more is going to be happening on my YouTube channel very soon. And uh, yeah, I'll have wine racks being posted very soon as well. I'll be selling those. So, if you're interested in having some Walmart wine racks, hit me up.
0: Definitely will. And you, you know, if, if the wrestling and the wine rack business does not turn out well, <laughs> you're an awesome co hosts for our podcast. So let me yeah. know. I'll get you the co host.
1: Hey, I'm, I'm cool. Let's do it. Why not? Right? Hey, think about it. You know, when Joe Rogan first was doing podcasts, he wasn't making any money. No. Now Joe Rogan makes millions of dollars a year. Like yeah. Anywhere, anywhere from 50 to like 100 million a year from his podcast.
0: Yeah.
1: I just saw that the other day from advertisements and, and you know, Spotify pays him to be on there all, all this kind of stuff. Just crazy money for talking to celebrities. <laughs>
0: Joe Rogan, I mean, I don't know how he got a hundred million dollars off Spotify, but God bless him, he did it.
1: I mean, well, it ain't all from Spotify, but I'm just saying, you know, when someone advertises just as a whole, he you know, he makes anywhere from fifty to hundred million off. Him. It's crazy, yeah. It's crazy.
0: But definitely keep on posting and plugging on my p- group page. If you have ideas to come on f- to promote your line rack more, oh yeah, more than welcome. Anything if you sure. have ideas show hit me up yeah
1: yeah man i mean i'm like i said i i try to promote 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 anytime i'm doing anything so i'm just kind of laying low you know recently because like i said i've got a couple injuries so i'm just kind of taking a step back and then my plan you know when i come back hit everything really hard so
0: well, I appreciate your time, um, Mr. Brimstone. I apologize; the fridge happened to come in during our hour, but hey, it's, it's all good. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, at least it's not the cable guy, you know. There you, yeah,
1: well, yeah. Have yeah. enough, energy, says,
0: <laughs> but I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. We'll keep in touch.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'd love to do it again sometime, man.
0: Oh, absolutely! Once you get better and start winning some championship around your waist, that's right, that's right. We'll get you back on and you show off the gold. There you go. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much.
1: All right, man. Thank you, Vic. Take Take care. care. That's brimstone, baby.
0: Brimstone. Take care. (laughs) Bye.